Welcome to the Simplify MuseCast. I'm Farah, and I'm here with everyone this time. Yay! Uh, we've had uh, holidays and illnesses, but this time I've got everyone. Uh, Shannon. Hi. And Jill. Hi, everyone. And Suji. Hello, everyone. And this week we're talking about how to get your current high school junior ready for college application season next fall. If you have a junior who's college bound, then by this time next year, you'll have mostly completed this process and possibly even know where they're headed. Uh, how exciting is that? But in the meantime, that means the next few months might start to get stressful. So uh, what paperwork and records should people have ready right now? What can they be doing? Well, they can start with uh, having a list of the books and textbooks for you've used for your courses, a list of your courses, any extra materials, uh, records for outside activities you might have done, uh, maybe even a list of volunteer work completed during their high school years. Is there, those are all good places to start for assembling paperwork. Yeah, it seems like uh, keeping good paperwork throughout high school is just really key. Um, any other words about paperwork at this point? Anything that you can have ready or do you just have to wait for applications? Suji, yeah? Yeah, um, I would like to say, I'd just like to put in a plug for Excel spreadsheets. I love them um, because with paper, I don't like clutter everywhere, but with the Excel spreadsheets, I can just pull them up and have one sheet for curriculum that we used, another sheet for the providers that we used. Um, one other thing I wanted to add to what Shannon said was also to include any class providers and to have their websites at the ready because it's so helpful to be able to just copy and paste course descriptions from directly from the provider's website. So you're saving a lot of time that way. That's great. That sounds perfect. So uh, what about uh, essay topics? I know Shannon was saying that the Common App essay topics actually become available uh, pretty soon in just a couple months um, in the spring. And I know that uh, we're hoping to do another podcast about uh, how to help your student with their college application essays uh, much more in depth once those become available. But in the meantime, is there anything that uh, families should be doing with their students now for essays? or once those topics do become available? I think what Shannon said about, you know, taking note of the volunteer opportunities that your student has had and any other important extracurriculars that your student has done, I think it's really good idea to write that down somewhere. So either have a notebook or, you know, have your student, you know, do a blog or something to that effect. Because once you start blogging, it gives you this whole practice about writing about yourself, which can be really hard for our kids. They could write yeah. Trump's galore, you know, they could write about history or science or lab reports, but ask them to write about themselves and they get stuck. So this might be a good time to start practicing that. Yeah, I think that's good advice. Jill? Yeah, I would say that it's a really good time to start that. And you can um, go to certain sites, just do a search on the internet and find sample essays. And I know like um, certain schools release some of their essays that have been real successful and just start looking at them and start thinking about what you, you know, maybe just assign a few little sample essays for your students so they can practice writing that way. Even if it's not the exact essays they'll be doing, just for the practice. That's, yeah, that sounds good. And along with the volunteer uh, things that Shannon was saying, is it too early now to ask for recommendation letters or? Uh, what can people be doing on that front? I don't think it's too early to uh, at least start thinking about 
recommendation letters and who you're going to ask and make sure you have people to ask. Because sometimes as homeschoolers, it's hard to come up with these letters, you know, more than public schooled kids. So make a list of people that you might ask, maybe start talking, reaching out to them and see if they'd be interested in writing uh, a letter and see what you need to do on that end. Yes, yeah, Suji? Yeah, I just wanted to add, that's a good thought. And um, sometimes when you wait until senior year, there's also the disadvantage of the letter writer not knowing you long enough. So if you can pinpoint some teachers or you know even community leaders that your student is working with right now, and then try to nurture that relationship over senior year as well. So by the time those letter writers are actually writing and submitting the letters, they've known your student for quite a while. You know, um, as opposed to taking maybe a dual enrollment class in college the fall of senior year and expecting that teacher to know you well enough to write a letter, that, that's a little risky. Yeah, it just everything sort of just being on top of it, uh, having things at the ready, it seems like, is, is key at this point. Um, what about uh, if you really haven't gotten ready up to this point, though? What if this is that you're just starting to think about it. I know some, you know, some kids are thinking about college from moment one and some kids get to be juniors and suddenly go, well, what happens next? <laughs> what do you do then? Shannon, do you have a thought about that? Um, it's a good time to start looking at general sites for schools, like search sites or lists of colleges that might might have uh, the subject or major area that you might be interested in. If your favorite subject's math, looking for schools that are prominent in math. And there's there's so many lists out there on the internet of the best schools for that or the best schools for this. And it's a good place to start before you narrow down your list. Maybe start thinking about uh, at least taking your ACT or SAT test once at least during your junior year to see where you are, where your strong areas are, and what you need to work on. Yeah, Suji? And also one other thing, there's some students who might not know what they want to major in right now, and mm -hmm. I think that's completely okay. Um, I, for example, only realized towards the end of my senior year what I wanted to do. Um, so one of the things that um, I sometimes recommend to you know friends and, and their kids is to try those really fun career quizzes. You know, and then just plug in like what fits your personality and what are the things that you kind of naturally gravitate towards in your free time. And that can pull up some very interesting results. And then you can use that as a jumping off point to see if, you know, there's a major you might be interested in and if there's a particular college that's really good in that area. Yeah, so it sounds like junior year is not too late. Like if you're listening to this and you have a junior that it's just, there's still enough time yeah. uh, to even to do that kind of thinking, like, what do I want to do? Where do I want to go? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's not too late. It's, it's still early times. It's still early. <laughs> and uh, how do you help kids prioritize those choices and think through this? Uh, I know that actually our topic next week is we're going to talk more about how to choose the right college options for your child to look at. But uh, just some quick tips uh, for helping a kid who's starting on that process or stuck on that process. Yeah, Jill? Um, I think that it depends where they are in the process, but you want to make sure they've got their testing taken care of because all schools are going to request that for homeschoolers. And uh, see what schools they're interested, see where their testing scores lie, and then decide, 
you know, we need to take this two more times, we need to take this three more times, get them registered, you know, maybe sign them up for a prep class, do something along that lines. Then, you know, look at what courses they've completed, what courses are required at the colleges, and then you can plan their senior year better. And um, just start thinking, what schools do they want to go to? What have requirements have they met? What haven't they met? And then just start working on those as best you can. And just sort of piggybacking on that, uh, you know, Jill mentioned looking at what are the required courses going into uh, the universities and the colleges that you're going to apply to. Is there anything different at this point about planning senior year? I know a lot of homeschoolers start planning in the winter. Anything that you should be thinking about that's different? Yeah, Suji? Well, one of the things that we did not account for was to have three lab sciences. So we had always planned that, you know, my kid would take as many sciences as he wanted to. But for the lab courses, you know, we thought, oh, at the most, maybe we'll do two lab sciences until my kid told me in junior year that they would like to um, apply to a very selective college that expects to have three lab sciences. So that was something that we had to scramble and look at options. And thankfully, we had the community college available to us. So, you know, dual enrollment in one semester in a lab science was very doable. And thankfully, a one semester lab science at a community college translates to a full high school year of lab science. So that was very, very convenient that we scrambled and got that in, um, in time for the application. So that was something that we had to think about. Any other thoughts about planning senior year? I mean, do you need to leave extra time for kids to do the applications and so forth? Yeah. Jill, I, yeah? I think you definitely do. And I think depending how many schools you want to apply to, some kids just apply to one or two and it's not that bad and you can get it done fairly quickly. Some kids apply to 10 or 20 and the essays can really start to add up and stress you out. So be prepared for all these essays, you know, and usually it's not just the one common app essay. A lot of schools have their own specific essay on top of it. They tend to be all different. Uh, there's a lot of why this school essays, so, you know, be prepared for those type. So uh, account for all this essay writing they're going to have to do when you plan their senior year. You know, maybe, <laughs> maybe not sign up for four AP, AP classes if you can help it, you know. Right. Yeah, and it sounds really stressful. Yeah. yeah, it can be <laughs> stressful. <laughs> Senior year, yes. Senior year gets stressful. And something to add to what Jill said was um, plan your college tours carefully because you would want to probably tour some of these colleges before your senior starts writing those essays, especially when they ask why the school. And if you haven't toured the school, you might not have enough, you know. But, but especially if it's far away. Yeah, That's but to true. add to that, add to that, because some families can't afford to tour hardly any That's schools, yeah. uh, mm. research the website like crazy, talk to anybody mm -hmm. you can online, and yeah. get some questions answered so you can do that question that way. And one parent I know um, used Google Earth heavily. So he would like zoom in, you know, into the campus and then they would do like the street view of the campus. And it was really funny to hear him explain that. But I think that's really practical when your student is thinking of maybe 12 campuses and you can't just can't afford mm -hmm. to tour 12 campuses, you know. So that, that was a very interesting um, idea. Yeah, I can imagine like, oh, I'll take, I'll take a walk around the campus via Google Earth. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's not so good quite to have the technology. same, but yeah. you do what you have to do, right? But, but you know, nowadays there's such good online interactive campus tours. You know, I mean, they're pretty good. Sure. So you can learn yeah. a lot that way too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that we did was to just pull up videos on YouTube. Um, oh, yeah. So any uh-huh. any videos you know on YouTube about the campus. So we pulled up videos about student life. Um, we pulled up videos about their disability services. You know, what if your student you know halfway through the year has a terrible anxiety attack? You know, like so, what would they look for? So those were very very insightful into the kind well, of life that the students yeah. lead and the access they have to facilities. Yeah, and my sons pulled up the food a lot. You know, the dining hall videos. You know, what's oh, yeah. there? Does it look good? You know, that's yeah. important to him. So yeah. Exactly. I think things things like that are sort of motivating too, right? Like the you know you're you're looking at all these videos and it gets kids excited. Like oh I I want to be there. I have to meet these goals and you know, finish this pile of essays. It's yeah, <laughs> yeah. good motivation. Just, yeah. just one additional thing that um, people don't normally discuss is um, around high school is usually the time where a lot of LGBTQ kids tend to come out, you know, and um, if they, if, if your family already knows that that is going to be something to think about uh, by junior year, that's also a very good area to start researching. Like which schools have professors who are openly out for example, right? So that just creates a safer space for your student. Yeah, that's great advice. Um, Any final words about how to sort of keep things calm (laughs) and uh, keep it from not being too stressed out? (laughs) I know Shannon said something when I when I told her I was going to ask this, <laughs> what did you have to say? <laughs> oh, me? Uh, well, I was yeah. like, we're supposed to stay calm. It got a little, it's been getting a little stressful here, <laughs> keeping up on all our essays and getting our applications in on time. I, I have a student who likes to do everything last minute, thinking they have more time than they do. But it gets done, and, and you try and breathe, and a step away if you need to. <laughs> At the end, you got to let them own this. So, I mean, walk away if you have to. I think yeah. one way to keep things calm is to be very realistic about the price tag. So I have actually asked my student to think very carefully about some of the choices just because we can't afford some of these goals. So that actually helped to cut down our list considerably. So there was much less stress. Oh, I'm trying to think what I've done. Um, you know, my son, he almost needs to be stressed to get it done, right? Nice. He won't do stuff unless he's stressed. So that's, mm-hmm. I, I just walk away, like Shannon said. When my daughter was there, she was a little stressed. I think one of the things we did was look at the local community college because if worse comes to worse, that was an option for us. And uh, we actually went and talked to people. And so when you know you have a backup option, whether it's community college or maybe the state school or something, you can mm-hmm. keep calm, I think, a lot easier. Yes. Yeah, we, we looked at advice. some local schools, looked at local schools and community college to know that if the other things didn't work out or he wasn't sure, we can stop, we can do this while he figures out where he wants to move forward. And remember, you can always take a gap year, too. Like, if your student has their heart set on certain schools and they just don't make it the, you know, this year, you can redo it again next year. I mean, there's always options. So don't mm-hmm. get too worried. Don't get too stressed. Everything will probably work out in the end. 
It will work out in the end. It will work out. In Nothing the end. is yeah. a be all end all moment. Yeah. Not anyone. Yeah. 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 Okay. Thanks, everyone. Uh, that's it. <laughs> the Musecast is brought to you by Simplify Homeschool and College Counseling. Visit our website at www.simplify4u.com. That's S I M P L I F Y, and then the number four, Y O U.com. Our intro and outro music was composed by Decca Harper. You can find his music on Bandcamp. Production assistance by Truffaut Harper. Uh, Join us next week when we talk more about how to choose the right college options for your child. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.